Welcome to the Rider Up Podcast, presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, America's East Coast mountain biking capital, where we talk about how much we love bicycles. Dan's a crazy downhiller, and John will be walking with a cane in a few years. But nobody loves cycling more than these two. Coming to you from Virginia's Blue Ridge, let's meet the hosts, Dan Lucas and John Carlin. Welcome to the Rider Up podcast presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. We're recording today at Cardinal Bicycle in Grandin Village in the city of Roanoke, Virginia, and I'm John Carlin. I'm Dan Lucas, and we have a couple cool guys that we're going to talk to today right now. In my hands, I'm holding one of the Gravel Adventure Field Guides, and we're going to get into it in just a minute. This Gravel Adventure Field Guide is so cool, and and two guys, Juan uh, De La Roca, and he's the writer, and he does the route creation and so forth, and then Steve Bineski is the artist and the designer, and both of them are riders, and they have traveled around to different communities and created these field guides for those communities and they are here we're talking to them because they're here in Virginia's Blue Ridge and they're looking around they're seeing the place with new eyes because you and I see it every day absolutely right (laughs) you know we don't know what's out we think it's all outstanding but it's all kind of everyday to us because we're out there riding in it doing it they're looking at it with new eyes and they're going to publish this little booklet which uh, you can carry with you it has maps and has information and it also just kind of has the nuance for each area you're listening to the rider up podcast presented by visit virginia's blue ridge and we're recording today at cardinal bicycle in grandin village in roanoke virginia dan it is time to talk tools because you are the bike mechanic and you are holding in your hands something that came with my mountain bike that <laughs> i have never used yeah so um what i got here um is a a shock pump and um so if you are you know riding any sort of modern mountain bike typically uh, you will either have a front fork that requires air or you will have a a shock that requires air a rear shock a rear shock and so um people probably think you know there's a straighter valve on it looks like the one coming out of my car tire i could put whatever pump on there but no that's wrong. You need to use the right tool, and the right tool in this case is a shock pump. And it's typically because uh, these go up to around 300 psi in pressure. Shocks can go up that high depending on the weight of the rider, and you got to so put you, it in correctly. You can't just use the pump that you use to pump up your tires. Don't use the pump that you use to pump up your tires. Also, don't use any sort of uh, any sort of compressor or anything Oops. like that because uh, it is uh, it while while it is high pressure, it is not high volume. So when you put pressure in there, it'll go up very fast so anyway what i'm holding right now this one i got from my buddy andrew slowey at cane creek which is pretty cool and it is a digital uh, pump you don't have to have one this fancy but i use it literally every day you can see that it is scarred up and has chunks taken out of it and it is uh it's a cool tool so for those of you out there if you are wanting to tinker with suspension uh you know, play around with your pressures and um, find the optimal ride. This is a tool that is required for that. So you've got a digital readout. It tells you, well, how many pounds of pressure you have in your shock. Yep. Uh, of course, and I said, I have never used mine. <laughs> and I, I get on my bike and I ride it. Yep. Right. And, and that's what I do. I probably have not adjusted the pressure in either of my shocks in two years yeah um, and that was when a shop did it for me yeah the shop will typically do it for you when you purchase a bike um 
pressure can change over time. So mm-hmm. if you say drove from here to snowshoe, it's at 48, 48, like that's the elevation. That's the elevation. And yeah. here we're probably, uh, we're, we're definitely, 1200 yeah, 1200 feet. Right. right. So, um, that pressure change can have an effect on your suspension. Yeah. Um, and then also like if you gain or lose weight that can have an effect on how your suspension feels um so having the right tool to adjust that um for the area that you're going to and making sure that it's consistent it's going to number one help you be safer because it's not going to feel abnormal it's not going to skip around Mm -hmm. or be like a pogo stick um it's going to feel better on your hands so like you ever have that that the hand fatigue if you ride a downhill and you get to the bottom and your hands are just like aching yes um, that can have an effect on it uh, or your feet you know and um and okay. so you know taking how, care of it that's how, what you need how, to do. how do you know how much air like oh so i'm 160 pounds yep all right so how do i know how much air i'm supposed to have the very in my uh, santa cruz tall boy the very quick way to do it for a fork is a lot of uh them will have a little printed um map on the back of it that can say you know you weigh 160 pounds uh this is the estimate for you know it's going to be 65 psi um that's for a fork for now for a shock it's a little bit different the quick way to just um target setup for a baseline is going to be rider weight plus 20 percent so okay pounds plus 20 now but what if i want to eliminate chatter versus big hits do you change that um so that gets into a different area that would be tuning the damper so um that might be too deep right now but um, (laughs) way over my you'd be changing compression or rebound typically to uh to eliminate chatter and we can get into that on a uh, i'm hoping on another episode we can really dive into some suspension with somebody all right and we're going to have a an ask the mechanic segment so absolutely you you set up an email account for this podcast i did if you are interested um you can email rideruppod at gmail.com rideruppod at gmail.com and we would like some comments too. I just, are we talking about the right things? Are we talking too much about the wrong things? Uh, or do you just love the podcast, yep. which we would love to hear that. But what we really need is we need some constructive criticism. So, you know, so hit us up. Yeah. If you have a question about a product or a tool or whatever it is, um, riderupppod at gmail.com. I'm a professional bike mechanic and I would love to answer those questions. Try to stump me. If I don't have the answer, I will find it out and I will get back to you. Right. And I am a professional recreational rider. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I do. I ride my bike and like almost any Strava segment you can imagine, I'm in the 50 percentile. I'm just, just like that average guy. Good average, man. Yeah. You're listening to the Rider Up podcast presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. And we're recording today at Cardinal Bicycle in Grandin Village in Roanoke, Virginia. John Carwin here along with Dan Lucas. And today we have a wonderful opportunity. We're talking to the creators and publishers of something called the Gravel Adventure Field Guide. And it's my pleasure right now to introduce Juan De La Roca and Steve Bineski. So guys, uh, welcome to the podcast. We are so happy to have you here today. Thank you for having us. This is fantastic. Yeah, so, so I'm holding one of these guides in my hand, which is so cool because it's paper. <laughs> Yes. Right, because because people don't do this. So yeah, you, you get on your phone now when you right. need you, you ask right. Google or Siri or whoever to 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 get you somewhere. But this but is tactile. It's but it's really it's it's just cool. Yeah, it, it's pocket sized 
And I'm holding one up here. It says uh, Trinidad, Las Imanas County, which is in southeast Colorado. And it's got, I'm guessing that's a golden eagle on the cover. Correct. Sitting on a handlebar. And why don't you guys just tell us what the concept is so people can understand what we're talking about here. And then we want to talk about what you're going to do right here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. We started with the idea of bringing back the analog field guide when the experience of getting into the woods with a map or looking at climbing routes with a climbing guide or looking at a cycling map to get out and explore on your own. We expanded that idea from the analog field guide and brought in interactive GPS maps for the routes so that we're kind of a hybrid in both worlds. The old world of the analog experience. What do you mean by analog? Analog is unplugged, pre-cell phone. Love mm -hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, the idea was to be digitally forward at the same time. Like you just said, yeah, people yeah. are using their phones, but you know the, the phone has kind of taken a little bit of the exploring discovery process out. Uh, it's something that maps and um, guidebooks of the past and anything that would be analog, yeah, the pre-digital kind of phase um, has some you know uh, value. It is tactile, it is, you know. And then when, when we started doing this, this idea of ele uh, the element of creativity and bringing in the artwork that you'll see in these guidebooks. It was to, you know, inspire people and give them a reason to get out and explore. You're talking to the right guy because I still have yeah. a gazetteer in my truck uh -huh. and I do like to take it out uh, when I visit someplace different and, and like get a lay of the land and look at the routes and the roads and everything. So. Yeah, for people who don't know, the gazetteer is like that big atlas the, paper The book, big paper one, yeah. Right, with all the maps on yep. it. Yep, and then they're all labeled, you know, quadrants and you find your quadrant for where you're at. It's pretty great. Yeah, those are gazetteer. fantastic. Yeah. Right. So uh, you, you guys have done what? Four of these, two, three. Is this? Uh, we've got examples here in front of yes. us. So yeah, we're we're four have been produced. The first one was Trinidad, Colorado, which came out in April of 2021. Okay. Uh, Patagonia, Arizona, was the second one. Uh, that was followed up by Bend, Oregon, which was released uh, this uh, last January. No, I'm sorry. Uh, the Patagonia book was the one that came out in February, January, February, and then the Bend book came out in April. And then we had a really cool opportunity to do a special edition with NV Composites for their Grodio event in June. So that's awesome. the, the last one there. Got it. Yeah. And then we are also in the process of doing two more books in Colorado. Uh, Pueblo, Colorado is coming out next week. And then that will be followed by the San Luis Valley, which is a fairly large region. It's not going to focus on yeah. any one particular town. Yeah. So that one's a little bit different. And then our sixth book is going to be here, Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. Okay. So Virginia's, uh, Blue Ridge. Virginia's Blue Ridge. I was going to ask you guys. Um, What's the what's the ultimate goal here? Are you just going to keep going and going and going? Do you have like a uh, a goal in mind for this project? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when we did the Trinidad book, it was it was a quick realization that this was something that could be replicated in other towns. We saw that the gravel trend is you know growing fast. And, you know, uh, I think one of the cool things about this is that it is, you know, again, discovery. You're finding places that you wouldn't even think that you would ride a bike. And I, and I think Trinidad's a really great example of that because when I moved there in uh, 2016, I was a little nervous because, you know, I came as a uh, gravel as a mountain biker and there isn't a ton of mountain biking there. Right. Um, it's very much in its infancy with that. But what it did have was a lot of dirt roads. And so I looked at what was happening in the, in the gravel, gravel trend and I said, 
you know, I think this is an opportunity to create a cycling scene here. So uh, in a few short years, there's been a lot of interest and um, people discovering uh, Trinidad. The guidebook has played a big role in that. Um, It came, like I said, it came out in April 2021. We did have a... um, a lifetime event that was started this last year called the Rad Dirt Fest. This book was given out at all of those um, to all those that had registered for the event. So it really has played a role in helping people discover Southeast Colorado. And and, and I'm funny enough, I'm a Boulder guy too. That's where I first lived when I lived in Colorado. Uh-huh. Opened up my you know um, you know I the lens around like moving around on a bicycle, accessing trails. You know, mm-hmm. just having that bicycle be part of your lifestyle. And when I got to Trinidad, I quickly realized that there was a lot of similarities there minus people riding bicycles so the guidebook played a big role in you know changing that. that's cool so you guys go from community to community and so this is your full-time jobs now right I mean, yes you yeah. guys you guys have invented your own jobs correct right? <laughs> which, is, which is so cool Very how many cool. people want to do that and and you're you're really kind of a high-tech approach to an analog solution steve am yeah. i right about that yes you are yeah, yeah. because you know, what you guys are doing here, I mean, uh, just to hold this in your hand, and it's a, it's a beefy type of paper, yeah. right? So you can put it in your cycling pocket or your bag, and it's not going to get Not trashed. totally ruin can, it. Can it get wet? Yeah. It, it really bit, shouldn't right? get wet. It can get yeah. a little bit wet. Yeah. yeah. But it's also built to function in both worlds, in the analog world and digital world. But if you're in some of these remote locations and you lose cell service, um, you can still read the map and we have streets marked down and you yeah. can still find your way yep. back. So it does yep. have that old school um, map quality to it. Yep. And then with our the new system we have with Ride with GPS, you can actually download the map and in the app, save it for offline use. So if you're in Very airplane cool. mood, mode or if you're out in, um, in an area that you lose cell phone service, you can still navigate 100%. So let's do this. I, I want to suggest everybody, if you're listening, go to graveladventurefieldguide.com. Take a look at the books. Um, so right now, at the time of recording, there's four. There's a number of other books that are coming out soon. Um, but check them out. And then also, I just want to um, touch on the artwork and the feel, like the vibe, number one of the book. And then also, um, I really enjoyed watching your videos. Um, I, I totally. Uh, I, I hope you take this the right yeah. way. I totally got a like Wes Anderson vibe. So the the reason I, I, I first when I saw these, I really dug the artwork. Um, I'm a big you know nerd. I got into comics when I was a kid and stuff like that. And so I, I love good art and Thank I you. love um, like color and stuff is really important. I think to you know art and um, I like the way these things look and i like the way they feel the paper's good like john was saying Mm -hmm. um the art for the um the actual routes are great so you know even with this you have um i I guess this is an ad technically but even the ad correct well it's advertorial we will partner and write about write about something similar to like um if a magazine was going to review a product we kind of review the product and give our take on you know so so what i love is even this goes with the vibe of the book like that i'm holding thanks for noticing and and (laughs) i I, and i and so i really dig it so if if you guys are out there and you're listening and you're somebody that appreciates a good um the aesthetic of something this has the aesthetic it has a great aesthetic so but i did want to ask like so you do the art too right that's correct yeah so is that something that is you've always done yeah i went to um, I went to Hartford Art School and Canterbury School of Fine Arts in New Zealand. Wow. And 
um, came to Colorado after graduation from those and um, worked at a few agencies and then had a freelance career working in the cycling industry as well as the ski and snowboard industry mm-hmm. and kind of you know took that accumulation of knowledge and that all coming to play now as we start to build out these books right sit down with groups to figure out what's the best way to block out their area and how can we inform people about the great things that are happening in each location and we have a way that the whole all the books feel like they belong to a family Mm -hmm. but then each location has to still you know thrive on its own as it's unique and it has its own characteristics so it's great that you notice the different illustrations that are on the map pages Um, i take cues from the um, what Juan writes about each route, and um, he has a, a you know a degree in history, so he can dive into each spot. And we take things back farther than um, most most people think, mm-hmm. and we dive deep into the into the towns and into the routes, and give some good beta on where you are and what it was about, and not just you know turn left, turn right. We take it right. deeper than that, and yeah. so I'll read those and think about you know, what is, what's essential and then draw some icons for that and let each map have its own little story. Yeah. I, right. I, I, I love it. I love the whole, like I said, the whole aesthetic of this. Yeah. Um, so what, what did I hit the mark with Wes Anderson? I just want to, yeah, know. I love him. Yeah. And yeah. We, Definitely. Um, you know, I, I, for, I worked in the ski industry for a while and, and worked with some companies and did some ski films and it's pretty amazing when you go out in the field. And in the cycling world, they tend to go out, fly a drone. People yeah. ride really fast. Yep. Uh, nothing was ever really scripted too deeply. And we wanted to make sure we brought the art back I into the cycling that. world. It's, yeah, I love the, that. It's, it's beautiful. The videos are beautiful. Just like the, like, go watch them right now. They're hilarious. And uh, well, they're just, like, I, great. I, I, I I'm just going to really quickly yeah, say sure, you're going to sure. love the one that we did for Visit Virginia wait. Blues okay. Blue Ridge. When, when we're we really excited see that? about it. When do we get to see that? Uh, that'll be end of September, beginning of October. Uh, we can't yeah. get a quick preview. Well, no, not yet. Because, I mean, this is what we were here for this week was to start preparing Cool. That, that piece of, of the project. As they would well, say in film, it's in the can. In the <laughs> can. Yeah, yeah. I know that one. We'll get back to the Rider Up podcast in just a moment. But first, a quick note about Virginia's Blue Ridge. You'll hear Dan and I talk a lot about Virginia's Blue Ridge in the podcast because that's where we live and ride. Virginia's Blue Ridge offers what we lovingly call a metro mountain mix, a place where you can play in the mountains while enjoying the arts and culture in and around Roanoke, Virginia, home to many museums, restaurants, festivals, shopping, and so much more. We hope you'll bring your bike, go for a ride, and check out all the region has to offer. Go to visitvbr.com for all things Virginia's Blue Ridge. You're listening to the Rider Up podcast, uh, brought to you by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge, and we are recording this episode at Cardinal Bicycles Bike Shop in the Grandin Village in Roanoke, Virginia. We're talking with uh, the creators of the Gravel Adventure Field Guide. That is the editor-in-chief, Juan De La Roca, and the creative director and illustrator, Stephen uh, Bineski. And, and these guys have really done a great job with a series of these and we're asking them about them because they're here in Virginia's Blue Ridge so you guys do a companion video and this is all about gravel right there's no road riding there's no mountain biking this is all gravel 
Well, I or? mean, there's, it's, you know, the idea is mixed terrain, right? Okay. Like, okay. You know, uh, gravel is, you know, it's whatever anybody really wants to but make you it. But like you set out on your gravel bike. Correct. Correct. Yep. And yep. if you yep. get into some easier or harder terrain, well, that's on you. Right. But but if you look at the guide, you'll know when you get there. <laughs> yes. yes. Right. right. Okay. Yes. So what what are you finding? How you're, you're, you've basically helicoptered in to our little corner here in southwest Virginia. We're in the mountains. We're a... Uh, we're a burgeoning bicycle destination and you're trying to figure out what are you going to tell people how are you approaching that how are you how are you uh, and what and what have you found so far so it's spending time it's uh, definitely you know uh, having conversations with gentlemen like yourselves or women like yourselves that would be you know here in this community because uh, you know one of the things that I'm certainly sensitive of is you know this idea that community has to be a part of the story uh, when I went to Trinidad uh, for example uh, no one had really talked about a lot of the things that we brought out in the book some of it being Native American history uh, some of it being the uh, mining uh, history, uh, things that were, you know, not commonly known about a place. And so definitely, you know, because a lot of times, you know, you can go to places and they've been written about or, or, or uh, you know, a special has been done on it, whether it be film or TV or something like that. But there's so much information out there that sometimes gets overlooked or um, it's failed to be brought to the surface. And so what we try to do is definitely go in and Pull some things out that will, you know, make it interesting for somebody to go yeah. to a destination. Okay. Um, and, you know, I think uh, for me, this was a little bit of a homecoming book. Uh, I was very excited to get us out of the West and onto the East Coast. Uh, it was really important for us to get beyond sort of the traditional places that people think of as cycling destinations. Uh, I grew up in Maryland. Uh, I spent some time, you know, obviously in Virginia during the summers and, and all that kind of stuff. So I, I was very familiar with this area, but I, I, I did not know of... Uh, a, a cycling destination necessarily in in Virginia, and so it was actually through a friend of mine in Colorado who uh, introduced us to some folks here in Roanoke, and, and that conversation started. Shortly thereafter, we saw the news of the um, the women's professional cycling team coming to town, and mm -hmm. and so um, you know I was here now for almost a month, I, I would say, yeah, wow. yeah. So in spending time and you know again learning you know places to go, places to ride. Uh, under knowing where the dirt roads are at, right? Because that's well, something that's, you have to figure out as well. That's what you've got to figure yeah. out. Yeah. And, and as much as you want to be analog, you don't want to get lost either. Exactly. No, you don't. Yeah. So when we, when we look at a location and we start pulling in that beta, we call it onboarding and we start learning little bits about the town. Yeah. We were even wondering, like, okay, where do we stay? In some towns, we stay in an Airbnb. But in Roanoke, we started digging in and we're like, wow, Hotel Roanoke, yeah. that place is beautiful. Yeah. This yeah. has an amazing rich history. Yeah. So, it's like a Wes Anderson movie. It, yeah. 100% <laughs> is a Wes Anderson immediately jumped on that as yeah. we have to stay at this hotel. Yeah. So we booked rooms there. We learned more about you know, how that the railroad was coming in and Big Lick evolved into Roanoke and yep. didn't want to really name it after the men responsible for the railroad. So the river comes through town. So the idea of the history of how Roanoke expanded because of the railroad and because of this amazing hotel um, we've actually scripted part of that um, hotel into this mini video that we're doing, <laughs> and that'll right. be a surprise for people. Nice. That's a fun part. And then we dive into the, uh, the, the area, so looking at the history of the star and what that means to the town. Yeah. Um, looking at um, 
the view from up on the Blue Ridge and, mm. and how that affects people and having the, the scenic byway as a beautiful place to go ride Blue bikes. Blue Ridge Parkway, yes. Blue Ridge Parkway, thank you. And um, even how some of the gravel crisscrosses over that and the, the, the mm -hmm. Appalachian Trail crisscrosses, of course, we won't be riding on that, but right. there's plenty of gravel roads. Um, and it takes it, we sometimes take it a step past gravel and um, call it adventure riding. And that's when, you know, some single track could be introduced where you might, you nice know, come off the language. gravel road. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes you need to link on pavement and you might be on pavement for 10 miles sure. and then that takes you to a gravel road. And, you know, it's, that's reminiscent of the pave idea from, you know, from some of the rides in France. In France, the, yeah. You know, right. the idea that you'll be on pavement for a while, it'll be nice and smooth, and then you're going to take a turn off and you're going to be in something a bit more difficult. But you'll, we also want to get people into the woods, away from cars, and into, into some beautiful spots where they can just have time on their bike. That's what I love about gravel. I, as much as I like the back roads, when you get on a gravel road, it's even prettier. I've yeah. said it before, opinion. and I'll say it again. Like I'm not... I don't ride gravel. I don't ride road. I'm pretty strictly <laughs> mountain yeah, bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not adrenaline junkie dump. But you're look, not, I am. I'm it, gravel. Right? I'm gravel curious, and I'm curious. <laughs> uh, th this is like helping that a little bit. Like the way you're yeah. selling it, I, I like it. But you know, yeah. it's interesting, right? Because I I feel like it took mountain biking to make the gravel thing happen. I agree. Like, yeah, I would agree. Like you know, and. Yep. I mean, if you look back at footage from the early 90s, John Tomax yep. on drop bars, right? Yep. And he's in Norba yep. races. And, and, and really what you're seeing happen with gravel, I feel like, is reminiscent of that early 90s era of mountain biking. Yep. And I think, you know, what has kind of sort of happened is that, you know, I, I mean, I got a mountain bike. I, I ride a Yeti. I love it. Like, get okay. out. Like, it's awesome, right? But mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, I think mountain biking has sort of gotten to a place where it's, you know, big jumps and bridges. Yeah. And, and, you know, and a lot of people Dance are, can do that, right? Yes. Like, there are a lot of people who can do that, yeah. but there are also a lot of people that like to do that, but will never do that. Sure. Yeah. Or like to look at it. I would, I would do have that. done it. Like, 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think too, and I'd be curious to see what you guys think about this, but gravel, we were talking about this with Kerry Warner when right. he was on. Yes. And, um, w he, his opinion, and this is my opinion now too, even though I'm not much of a gravel rider. You're gravel curious. Gravel curious is that, um, it, it's still figuring out what it needs to be. Um, yes. that gravel's not at its final destination yet. It, it still has a lot of figuring out to do. And I think part of our success is helping people discover it because my roots go back in high school when Greg LeMond was out, influenced yep. me. So in the 80s, I raced road bikes in high school and early into college. Um, I skipped working in restaurants and worked at bike shops. So I wrenched <laughs> the, the bikes. The right choice. I right. wrenched bikes for about seven years, and okay. um, that's when you know mountain bikes were evolving. And got on a mountain bike and started riding stuff in the East Coast. A lot of fire roads, circling around lakes in Massachusetts, and this brings that part back. Yeah. And it's the hybrid between the mountain and the road, and that's where gravel touches base. But. Um, in Colorado, when we have the mud season, you're really not mountain biking. It's yeah. muck, and you just... I saw some guys from my window one day riding by. It was like 20 degrees. Roads are dry. A group goes flying by, and I'm like, man, I wonder if I should get a drop bar bike again. So I started poking around, and the mountain bike was hanging up in the wintertime, and I was skiing, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go look at what's going on. And someone was like, well, what do you want? Do you want a road bike, a cross bike, a gravel bike? And I'm like, wait, 
when did those two come into yeah. play? Right. Yeah. Like, where was right. this invented? Where yeah. was I? Right. It's like, yeah. oh, that's right. I was mountain biking when this happened. Yeah. And then I started looking through, and I found a, I found a great bike that I really like that was... Um, it, they say that Salsa Warbird was invented for the Dirty Kanza. It was like a built for like the 230-mile yeah. day. Yes. So I tested that. I tested some cross bikes. I listened to what they said about the geometry. and I didn't want anything too twitchy. I didn't want anything too stiff. I, I kind of liked the idea of you know being in the saddle for 100 miles and um, went back after testing a bunch of bikes and, and picked up that Warbird and... Um, I'm on my second frame now. It's been, you know, eight years, I wow, think, nice. seven yeah, years, yeah, yeah. Um, about 40,000 miles. Um, that's so a, yeah, that's a good I'm able bike. to squeeze in, sem- squeeze in, you know, fair amount of riding. But now that this book has started, I'm riding, honest, oddly enough, um, less. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because this, this yep. is an amazingly complex project that we undertake. Huh. Um, we, you know, find, find the location, figure out how to fund the location, Research the location, draw it, yeah. publish it, distribute it, build right. the website, create the videos. Um, it's it's complex, yeah, and um, right. but it's fun, and cool. that's the part. Very cool. Okay, so uh, once again, you are listening to the uh, Rider Up podcast presented by Visit Virginia's Blue Ridge. I'm your host, John Carlin, along with my co-host, Dan Lucas. And uh, today we are talking to the creators of the Gravel Adventure Field Guide, which is a cool little... Um, booklet if you will but it's made out of really heavy stock paper it's got amazing artwork and some some it's advertising supported but they're advertorials and it's stuff that really uh it really feels good to you're read gonna, and you're and gonna to know like about. it you're gonna learn you're, yeah. you're gonna enjoy so yeah yeah and, and uh, we're here with juan de la roca and steve bineski and and so you guys have uh you've traveled around the country looking at regions what do you think of virginia's blue ridge so far and what is your uh mechanism now for deciding what's going to wind up in the book and online and and in the video i I, i'm a big fan i mean i you know as you've just mentioned we've definitely been in some different uh locations uh i really have been impressed with uh the cycling infrastructure that's here there's you know you obviously have had a big investment in mountain biking uh carvin's cove the mill mountain star trails uh you now brought in a uh, professional women's cycling team to take advantage of the riding you know i mean you get for every 10 miles you get a thousand feet of climbing i mean this is definitely a place where anyone who is a cyclist of whether they're a mountain biker, road biker, or, or a gravel cyclist, has something that can, can um, fulfill their needs, whether that be training or just exploring and, and having an experience with their friends. And I have a question for you. Since you've been here for about a month, right, um, do you have a ride that you've done that is your favorite and that you've maybe gone back to? Uh, it's the stuff out at Carvin's Cove, uh, Higby Trail. Hi- uh, what is it, Higby? Um, oh, Hinchy Trail. Yeah. Yes, Hinchy Trail, uh, up and over. And then you know, again, I'm a mountain biker, so mm-hmm. I love all the single track that yeah. you can dive in and out of, and still sure. get back on the on the on the road over on that side. Um, stuff up in Finn Castle was fantastic as yeah. well. I was right. really. I really did. impressed by that because it was just like, and, and it was interesting there, right? Because there was a lot of pavement between sections yep. of gravel. Road. We call that grode. Yep. Grode. Part gravel, part road. Grode. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, 
that was a really great balance because you know sometimes you after a little while on a on a dirt road you get tired and you want you know a little pavement to kind of smooth it out break it up you know and and it's and that one's really great i think it was about 35 miles um and so yeah there's definitely stuff i still would like to learn even more what's that spot we rode with Kerry yesterday the descent that brought us down oh, the single lane um, bridge sandy ford that sandy was ford fun ride. yeah we we went up there and the descent down the long side back into the valley and then crossed into a tiny neighborhood with a few houses over a single lane bridge and then came back and cool I think do you know do you know where you started for that road uh you come off of porter mountain okay. uh it's uh you can access it off the parkway as well okay um and uh, yeah, it's probably it's probably ideal to do it out of Vinton. Okay. Yep, starting out in Vinton. All right. I mean, Very you good. could you could definitely do it from good. from town as well. And that's another thing too is I've always been a fan of like being able to access a route from town. Mm-hmm. And so there's definitely some opportunity to do that here. I think you know it's a little bit further out at times uh, for some of the for, for some of those dirt roads, but. Um, it's great when you that's part of the lifestyle that's what makes also a, a community a cycling destination community even better is when you can not even get in your car to go yeah. ride your bike yeah. yep. well so this is the east coast speaking here yeah. and everything you've done so far has been west coast and when people think of gravel biking and mountain biking you know i, I know that there's a lot here on the east coast but roanoke's reputation the blue ridge region is growing and I think it's significant that you guys are here as opposed to somewhere else talking about the gravel opportunities. Right. And, you, and you, you can't talk about the gravel without having already, Juan, mentioned you know, the, the fantastic mountain biking that's here. I mean, we're an Imba Silver Level Ride Center, so we know about the mountain biking here. But, but the, the fact that you're here in Virginia's Blue Ridge, I just think that's, that's significant in terms of our place in the world as a cycling destination. In my opinion, this is a world-class cycling destination. Okay. It's amazing. The idea that you can jump on the Blue Ridge Parkway and ride, the idea that you can go circle around the star and you have the um, the road that goes up by that Italian-looking house, that mansion <laughs> that's there at the yep. switchback, right. and yes. then yes. continue up that road. Um, you can kick off that into some single track. You can then head another road and grow up this that gray gravel that brings you back up, and you can play on that thing all day long. Yeah, in and the city limits. In the city limits. Yeah. Yes, the metro, right into the woods. It's an amazing combination, and I've I've fallen in love with this with this place, and will definitely be back. And it's. It's inspiring, and we've also seen, I can't even count, I want to say at least 50 people out on bikes since I've been here since Monday, so it's four days, and well over a dozen people a day already out riding, so your community is already very strong, Very strong, and that is really helpful too, so when you can welcome people into this community and, and help other people riding. And the other thing is the maintenance you guys do. There was street sweepers up on top of the star that had just gone <laughs> up and cleaned yep. the road. It was in beautiful shape. And then we were out yesterday. They had just freshly graded one of the gravel roads and it was immaculate. It's like, you know, like a powder day on skis, like <laughs> a powder day on your snowboard. It was just the tr- the truck had just come down and we were making oddly enough fresh tracks with our tires that's great and um it was a pretty amazing day that's why that descent um carrie was saying usually rides up it and he's like you can go either way i usually climb up this but uh-huh. you know whatever <laughs> um and i think it ended up being like an eight or nine mile descent yeah um and will that be in the book 
Uh, we are Want, still, de- still we're still, still defining still what, what the, the routes that would be in the book. But here's the thing: like, we may find things that don't make the book, but they'll likely be shared right. through great visit VBR in some yep. some way, yeah. shape, or form. I vote yes. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I I think yes. I I think this one will be in the book. Uh, I I I liked that route uh, for the book. Uh, but yeah, we're still defining what those routes are. And, and typically, there'll be 10. 10 maybe, in a book. Yeah. Yeah, 10 in a book, yeah. more or less. And the other thing we try to do is distances, right? 25 miles or less, 25 to 50, 50 to 75, 75 to 100, and then 100 plus. Yeah. Um, our 100 plus is actually going to be the rock star. Oh, route. right on. Yep. You know, uh, I just really want to quickly mention, too, we, we work with, a, you know, going back to the film work, uh, we work with Justin Baylog, uh, mixed media machine. He's a friend of ours out in Colorado who does shoot a lot of stuff in the cycling industry as well. You know, today he was saying, you know, he's like, man, this this place is great. Like, I can shoot everything here. Like, you know, and, you know, the idea that he could bring a client to yeah. Roanoke is, yeah. you know, suddenly he's got another place that he can be like, hey, what are you looking for? And, you know, so I, I think there's, yeah, definitely a lot of upside here. And I, and I think, too, that what's happening is, you know, if we look back in the early 2000s, a lot of people are moving into urban areas, uh, especially after the pandemic. A lot of people are looking at rural destinations yeah. as yep. places to live, work and play. Uh, and I can see how Roanoke is very attractive um, to folks who, you know, um, are looking at, you know, possibly buying a home for the first time. And, you know, they're in a, you know, a D.C. suburb and they're just saying to themselves, wow, like, where am I going to go? Like, and, and then, you know, we know now that outdoor recreation is really driving a lot of people's lifestyle choices. Yep. And so I think Roanoke's going to be a very, um, it, it's already becoming a desirable place, but I, I could see that only increasing more. Yep. And especially, you know, having more options from an outdoor recreation standpoint uh, with gravel. Awesome. Well, um, I got, uh, I got, one last serious question, and then okay. I have... Well, I have two serious questions, okay. but, but uh, quickly, I wanted to figure... or I wanted you to let everyone know, where can you get the Gravel Adventure Field Guide, um, and like, what's the, what's the easiest way to do it? Tell us all about it. When we partner up with location, um, after we print, a number of the books come back into the community, and you'll be able to pick them up free at bike shops and coffee shops. So um, once we get off press, we'll have about... 5,000, 6,000 books coming back into the Roanoke Valley that'll be distributed. Um, That list will be on our website under a tab called Get One. And you can click on that tab and you'll have a whole list of uh, bike shops and coffee shops that you'll be able to find uh, find your own book, go in and pick it up for free. If you outside of that region you'd like to get one, you can then click on the buy one link and we'll mail one to you. Or if you want to buy other parts to create a set of a collectible set and you know, have more than one in your collection, then um, we can do that as well. Excellent. So we're going to have these here um, at Cardinal. I think a lot of the other shops will probably have these guys as well. I highly can't recommend it enough to mm-hmm. check them out. We've talked about kind of the wreck riding and getting people out there, but what about racing? Are you guys involved in that? Do you have any uh, interest in that scene? We, I have a history in racing, but this we're coming at it from a different perspective. We're Looking at a race might come into a town and attract like 900 or 1300 riders. Um, we're looking at a sustainable gravel approach that might spread out that vegetation over a year. So rather than having a, a, a giant amount of people come in for a weekend, we might look at you know three to five car loads per weekend. So we're looking at 2,000 people, 3,000 people per year versus over a weekend. And then if you pick up one of our guidebooks, it's a great training tool. It gives you a way to come into town, learn the roads, and come in and train and be ready for your race. 
Very cool. Well, that's awesome. I like that. It's a lot less pressure. It's spread out. Um, the community is not impacted so much. Like you have a one-day event, people are impacted by that. It's great for the participants, but neighbors and yeah. you know people aren't used to the traffic. But when you kind of spread it out throughout the course of the year, people just kind of come and go, and some people riding their bikes. Maybe they're training, and maybe they're looking at butterflies and wildflowers. Doesn't matter. You can ride at your own pace. You right. Be you. Very cool, guys. I appreciate it. And I, I have a question that I'm asking everybody um, personally. This is very serious. Stop laughing at me. Um, and uh, so I'll let you e each get to, to answer. So um, this is the question. Uh, it's a debate we have in the shop all the time, and we're trying to get to the bottom, so I'm collecting data. Cool. So um, this is uh, imagine you're with your greatest nemesis. You're locked in a room. There's nothing in the room, but you get to choose... Uh, your, weapon. your weapon. It's a fight to the death. It's a, a pick that you would use um, to pick out like a O-ring or something on a bike, you know, okay. m maybe about five inches I long. have a pick. I have yep. a feedback sports toolkit. So exactly. Great. So okay. a pick, imagine that, or you have a pedal wrench. Which one would you rather have in a fight to the death? I'm going with the pick. <coughs> You're going with the pick. I'm really? going with the pick. Because okay. okay. you, you can be faster with the pick. Okay. I'm going to go with the pedal wrench, the big, the single Thor hit. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a one and done kind of guy. Okay. Blunt object. Yes. I'm reserving my answer for, for later after we've compiled all the data, but that is great. We had a 50-50 split today. So <laughs> Juan chooses the pick and Steve chooses the pedal wrench. Awesome. Thank you guys yeah. so much for helping with this uh <laughs> With this project <laughs> with, I have. With, with answering, yeah, the, the big question you came it's to Roanoke for. But more <laughs> yeah. importantly, thank you guys for joining us, and good luck. And when can we expect to see this adventure guide, uh, the gravel uh, adventure guide here for, for Roanoke? It's slated to be released in late September, beginning of October, right now. Awesome. Of this year, 2022. Yes, yes, this year. Yes. Yes. Right. Just so very, very soon. Yep. Yeah, you're moving fast. Yeah. We yeah. do move fast, yeah. I, I do want to share one last thing about how okay. you can obtain a book. If you do purchase one online, uh, they are $11, but a, a certain 25% uh, of each uh, book sale will go back to a local community, whether that be a trail building organization, cycling advocacy, uh, the idea that we, you know, because we know we're going to be bringing people in, and, and when we bring these people in, they will have an impact, whether that's, Great. you know, not only, you know, buying a coffee or having a beer, but it also means, you know, more wear and tear on the resources that are available to us so we want to be in a position to give back and make sure that you know people also realize that hey you know you're you're here to have a good time but also know that you're also impacting that place so fantastic All right. thanks Juan yeah. thank you Steve appreciate you guys thank awesome. you for thank having you. us this yeah. has been a great opportunity yeah appreciate it you've been listening to the Rider Up podcast thanks to our guests Juan De La Roca and Steven Bineski uh, with GravelAdventureFieldGuide.com um, we're like I said, looking at the Gravel Adventure Field Guide, it is a really cool booklet. I hope you guys will check out the website, order some for yourselves, and visit some of these places. Uh, you can find them once again at GravelAdventureFieldGuide.com. And they are working on one for Virginia's Blue Ridge. They'll be telling you about all the great places to ride your gravel bike here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. And that is expected to come out in late September of 2022. So thanks so much to... Juan and Steve for joining us here today on the Rider Up podcast. In the meantime, we hope to see you out there riding in Virginia's Blue Ridge. 
Before you go, just a couple of quick notes. First of all, thanks for listening to the Rider Up podcast presented by Virginia's Blue Ridge, America's East Coast mountain biking capital. If you want to know more about riding your bike in Virginia's Blue Ridge, you should go directly to bikevbr.com, bikevbr.com, all kinds of information there. All of the many accolades the region has received from many of the bike orgs you know, for instance, Virginia's Blue Ridge is an IMBA-designated Silver Level Ride Center, and that's very rare on the eastern half of the United States, just a couple of us. Also, the League of American Bicyclists designate the region as a bronze-level bicycle-friendly business. And as you heard Dan and I say, it's also home to Team 2024, the top women's team in the United States, where top athletes are Olympic hopefuls and record breakers, and many have made it to the Olympics and won medals in the past, and this is where they call home. The fact is that this region is a fantastic cycling destination for mountain bikes, road bikes, and gravel bikes. Just look at the calendar for this year. The Carillion Clinic Ironman 70.3 Virginia's Blue Ridge Triathlon will be set for early June here in Virginia, in Virginia's Blue Ridge. The 2022 USA Cycling Amateur Road National Championship will be from June 29th to July 2nd. The VBR Grand Fondo is set for Sunday, October 9th, and the Creature from Carvin's Cove Mountain Bike Race will be Saturday, October 16th and 17th, and that's part of the Virginia's Blue Ridge Endurance Series. So all kinds of great events, and I'm just skimming the tops right there. Links to everything we talked about in the podcast, as well as a link to an awesome YouTube video that is just music and beautiful scenery that shows you, in about the highest quality I have seen this side of Hollywood, all the many places to ride here in Virginia's Blue Ridge. For Dan Lucas, I'm John Carlin. Thanks for listening, and I hope to see you out there in Virginia's Blue Ridge.